Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This edition of Signal Hill takes us to training camp for the Kansas City Chiefs, who are about to start their first full weekend of camp in 2018. There's going to be a lot of focus and attention on starting quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and that is just one of the subjects that Fox 4's John Holt and Al Wallace will talk about in this edition of Signal Hill. And we are talking Chiefs training camp underway in St. Joe. John Holt along with sports director Al Wallace. And Al, you've been up at camp, spent a little time there this past week as they open things up. What do you think so far? I think that St. Joe is an hour away. <laughs> and I think that St. Joe is an hour back. <laughs> right. So when you go to training camp and you're working and uh, you're not doing live shots at 5, 6, 9, or 10, which we did on Thursday the 26th, but if you're just making a trip up and a trip back, I think you spend two hours in your car if you're driving from downtown Kansas City. So budgeting your time when you go to training camp is, is one issue you have to deal with. And it is the that it is what it is. That's what former Chief Eddie Kennison used to always say. That's just the way it is. But that's just something you, you have to keep in mind. And, and with that in mind, um, this will be as different a camp as I've ever seen in St. Joe, certainly with Andy Reid. And I think the main reason why is, is and, and Reed talked about this on Sunday, when the rookies and the quarterbacks arrived this past Sunday, when they arrived in camp, no practice, they basically just all showed up street clothes and, and checked into the dorm. This, this, is so, this, this team is so new. There's so much newness to this team. You literally need a roster. Uh, you, you'll see the Pro Bowl stars out there. You'll see the offensive line. You know the quarterback because Alex Smith was traded away. So you know Mahomes. He's number 15. But other than that, you've got four or five. You've got a handful of guys on defense and everybody else. You need a roster. There's a lot of newness here. They've got a new offensive coordinator who used to be the running back coach. It's, there's just there's a lot of new. New and young. New and young. And uh, checking with Chiefs media relations, this football team – uh, average age, 25.6 years old. 90 players in camp. What have I got here? 23 rookies. Six of those are draft picks. That means there's 17 rookie free agents. These are guys like you and me, John Holt, that are obviously better athletes. But they played say, college. Like you and me is using yeah. that term loosely. <laughs> they, they played college football last year, and they're looking for jobs. Right. So they could work, uh, they could work for – Sprint, they could work for Verizon, they could work at the mall. Oh, they happen to be very good football players, so the Chiefs said, we're going to pay you to come to training camp. We're going to give you minimum wage, which is a couple hundred bucks a day. and It's your shot. Yeah, it's your shot to make it in the National Football League with the opportunity to make minimum wage during the regular season at $400,000 a year. 
I got my hand raised if I have that kind of talent. Is that is that the kind of a camp that you think Andy Reid will excel in? He strikes me as someone who would love working. He, you know, that this good question. He loves teaching. Yeah, all these guys they they love to teach. You yeah. kind of don't look at a coach as a teacher, right. not really, not at this level. These guys know how to play football, but he he continually says that he oh man I just love teaching, I just love teaching, and that question comes up when you're talking about a quarterback that comes up when you're talking about a young player and it's not just the football of it it's how to become a professional an NFL football player which is we could that just goes in so many different directions yeah. both on and off the field I loved his line this week from camp where he said they love being in pads the first day they're all excited mm-hmm. second day not so much they don't <laughs> love it <laughs> well so it's be, the be, newness of camp everybody's it, back it's not just the newness of camp it's so many new rules in the NFL I'm talking yeah. to Tim Grunhard when I was up there on Thursday and there was once or twice a year at training camp when he was with Marty in the 90s they practiced three times a day Certainly mm. two times a day. Mm-hmm. And when you only practice one time a day, it was heaven. These players now, because of the new collective bargaining agreement and the rules that govern the National Football League because of concussions and health and keeping guys healthy and you don't want them hurt. Why? Because we've got so much money invested in them, so much money invested in the game. John Holt now Wallace or a season ticket holder want to go to a game and spend hundreds of dollars I didn't pay to see this guy when I bought these tickets six months ago. I paid to see that guy. You want him healthy you want because that's your best chance to win. So with, with all that said, they only practice two hours a day instead of the four or five hours a day back during the old 90s and the Marty days. So th- this league and the rules and all this has changed so right. much. Back to your initial thought there, with pads, that will be Saturday the 28th. The first day they have pads on, and you'll actually see some hitting. And that's something for fans to to keep in mind if they're wanting to travel to St. Joe. There is only one outdoor practice per day, right? Mm-hmm. You need to know what time to time right. your visit to camp, uh, although they have other activities around. But if you want to see the players, you need to know when they're practicing. For instance, on the 28th, Saturday, they start practice at 8.15, 8.30, if you're if you to be smart, you better be there an hour ahead of time, which means you got to leave two hours before right. they start. It's all timing, and just budget that time in. That's and, the smart. And thing if it do. rains and they're forced to go indoors, those are closed. Correct? Yeah, they're closed yeah. to the public, and and yeah. the media doesn't get a lot of access either. Right. We do get to come inside and be dry, but yeah. that's that's a different animal. Let's talk about something you talked about this past week on our evening newscast, and that is the issues facing Coach Reed and his staff into this camp, the important things they'll have to deal with and make happen before the regular season starts. I I said this, um, I've said it at least twice, that I don't know of any time over the past 25 years that a Chiefs quarterback, he is the most important player on the field, period. You go to camp, he's going to have a different color jersey on. Other players are told, don't touch this guy. You touch this guy, you hurt this guy, you will, not good. It's just not good. He's got a different color jersey on. I think they wore yellow. Don't touch him. Bring your playbook. The coach would like to see you. Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly. Don't touch the quarterback. 25 years ago, the Chiefs had Joe Montana. And, you know, they they signed him in a trade with San Francisco. Since then, I can't tell you off the top of my head how many starting quarterbacks the Chiefs have had, but this will be the most watched quarterback in a training camp that the Chiefs have had since Joe Montana. And they've had some good ones. They've had – more bad ones, but the, the the microscope will be on Patrick Mahomes. 
so many fans that, that I saw the one day that was open to the practice that I was there on Thursday the, the 20, um, 26th, it was just, it was Mahomes mania. And, and so he's going to be under the microscope. What does he do? You know, who did he throw to? Why did he do that? Why, did, why didn't he do this? Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching Patrick Mahomes. You've attended, what, what we decide in our first podcast, almost 30 years of training camps. So, so you, you understand a player's body language, how they handle the media, for example, and the fans. Tremendous pressure, you would think, on this kid coming out of college. Yes, he had 11,000-plus yards throwing at Tech. Yes, his touchdown to TD ratio is something like 93 to 29, but wins. That's the key. So there's a lot of pressure on this kid to prove himself. How is he handling himself? How did he look to you when you saw him? Um, he, one positive that he's got going for him is the fact that his father played professional baseball. Retired with the Texas Rangers. The family settled in East Texas. Dad played a season, had a cup of coffee with the, with the Royals at one point. Pat Mahomes. Right. His okay. son is Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. So he understands a professional sports environment, right? Um, he played in a major Power Five conference at Texas Tech. Some people don't realize this. Even though he played in a bowl game or two at Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes, at, as quarterback at Texas Tech, never beat another Big 12 football team with a winning record. Did he have the defense at Tech to get that done? In a in an offense crazy league, mm-hmm. right? No, no. Um, did he have the other weapons around him to get it done? Apparently not. Something, but the Chiefs like him. They like his attitude. They like his arm. They like his approach. Um, he seems to be able to handle the scope of the sphere that he's in. He knows that. He's the spotlight's on him. Right. During the offseason, you saw him publicly at T-Bones games. He's out at the racetrack. He's out at public events. Sporting He's in KC. the community sporting KC. He understands. He didn't just divorce himself from Kansas right. City in the offseason. He was here. So they love the way he's handling himself on the field and off. In the, listen, listen to this as, as in throughout the week as we cover the Chiefs and we present them in our nightly newscast. You'll hear different players say, we have a great room. You know, that, the, the guys in that room. Well, what do they mean by that? Because each position, running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers, linemen, they all, when they have meetings, they all go to their room. It's a big room, and that's where the quarterbacks sit. If you watch uh, HBO's Hard Knocks, you see the, they all sit in a room. So they say, our room. They mean their group. And they love the way he handles himself in their room, in the quarterback room. And you, you would – a lot of fans don't understand how important that room is because that's when so much is learned. That's when so much chemistry is developed because you have to understand, whether you're a quarterback or a defensive tackle, that you have a job but so does everyone else. And you've got to be able to hand, handle yourself – and be a teammate in that room as much as on the field. Well, that was another one of your key points, the solidarity and the yeah. team chemistry that the coaches have to foster and, and make And happen. those things develop over time, over but time. they like the yeah. way he handles himself in the room. Uh, let's talk about the defense. You said that was, uh, that was a critical uh, issue. It was an aging defense last year. 
there are some new pieces there. They have to kind of figure the defense out too, don't they? The same coordinators in place. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was going to mention Bob Sutton. So don't, don't, uh, don't. I want you to listen to me, but believe your eyes and go back and watch the second half of that playoff game against Tennessee. And that's where we answer your question: What about the defense? Because the Tennessee Titans had that ball and just went up and down the field in that second half of a home playoff game that the Chiefs believed, that we all believed they should have won. Travis Kelsey got hurt. Um, uh, Jones got hurt, the defensive end for the Chiefs. Some things went wrong. They had a quarterback throw a pass. Tennessee deflected back to him, and he scored a touchdown after he caught it. It was just not their day. Tennessee won the game. I'm not trying to take it away from them, but – in, in large part, the, the Titans won that game because of the Chiefs' defense and their inability to stop the run. And that's been a mo- major focus of the Chiefs with Bob Sutton as the defensive coordinator. That's why they had six draft picks this year. Five came on the defensive side of the football. Not a first-round pick among them. Freeland Speaks, defensive end from uh, Mississippi State, I'm sorry, Ole Miss, is their number one, uh, their top draft pick. He was a second-rounder. So they have done that. They've, they've said goodbye to Tamba Hali, to Derek Johnson. Linebacker will be a key issue here. Who are these guys that are going to step up into these positions? They're younger. They're faster. They're more athletic. They hit harder. Eric Berry, the only recognizable name really in that secondary, they've no, no more Marcus Peters. They've, we're looking for new, fresh faces on defense, especially at the corners. We'll talk about this, specifically some of those players in sure. later podcasts. But overall, the defense is a, is a major question mark. If, if they don't win the AFC West for a third straight time, i got to think that it's going to be the defense yeah. or the lack of defensive production that will be a reason and why. No question Eric Berry is, is the right guy to be where he is in terms of leadership, follow his lead, how he, his work ethic, the attitude he has I think that that's a good key for them I still can't fig- I still can't wrap my arms around DJ in an Oakland Raider uniform <laughs> but <laughs> the, 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 that's neither here nor there um, and and finally and, and maybe this talking about Eric Berry is a perfect segue to keeping healthy uh, we got to keep these players healthy and that's something during camp they have to think about too right yeah you know Eric Berry major knee surgery at one point um, cancer and then this past year the first game against at New England he he rips up his Achilles, Achilles yeah. and he's back and um, it's just he's a warrior he's he, something else he, he's the best safety in the National yeah. Football League I say worth every nickel and uh, he hasn't spoken yet we haven't heard from him yet he's only been in camp for two days and I would I would hope that we'll be able to hear from him within the next week but uh, <laughs> he's one of these guys and I'm, I'm looking at the roster here uh, Eric Berry Safety, six foot, two twelve, age twenty nine, ninth year out of Tennessee. He was a first round draft pick of two thousand ten, and um, he's from uh, suburbs of Atlanta. He's just he is he, you warrior. He's he is yeah. he's that good. Um, anything else, player personnel wise, that we should be looking for in the week ahead? Now we're looking into the next week, the first real full week well, of camp. Let, what let's, do you, what let's do we look, look for? at this. Let's on offense, Mahomes. That's, okay. It's going to start there, yep. and it's going to it's going to start with Mahomes. And how healthy can the offensive line keep him? And how healthy can they remain? 
because he's got a good offensive line. Eric Fisher on left tackle, first round overall draft pick. Um, the kid, I think, in his third or fourth year out of Cincinnati, offensive guard on the left side who set out last year a year or two younger than Travis Kelsey at Cincinnati, Parker Inger. Mitch Morris, who had a foot injury, is at center. Uh, the Canadian doctor at right guard, uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. And then Mitchell Swartz, who says he loves to cook and puts his dog on Instagram every right. other five minutes. Um, <laughs> and all these guys are just monsters. They've got a good, solid, veteran offensive line. They need to stay healthy. But then when you look around them, all the weapons, man, all the weapons. Sammy Watkins, just he cut his dreadlocks. Free agent coming in. Tyreek Hill, the fastest guy in the league. Pro bowler. Um, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Um, battle at running back is going to be tough. It's gonna, that's, I think, going to be the most competitive position on offense, no doubt, Keep hands down. Oh, my okay. gosh, yeah. big time. And then you got a quarterback, uh, a second-year player, and, and Patrick Mahomes. So, Looking ahead for the fans, some fun things coming up mm -hmm. uh, at camp. Um, for example, Saturday, uh, this, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, uh, podcast but uh, we have uh, the uh, junior training camp on Saturday the 28th. Um, you've got season ticket member days each of the Sundays, the 29th, and then August 5th. And mm -hmm. Family Fun Day, Saturday, August 4th. And that's really a big day uh, for, for families and an opportunity to get up close with the players. If, you know, as we close here, if, if I want to take you back to the old days up at Liberty and the old days, and I do mean old, up at River Falls. When you go to camp in St. Joe now, it's, it's almost, if you can if it, think about this, Think about going to the Kauffman Stadium 20 years ago and going to a Royals game and look past the outfield and there was nothing. Kauffman Stadium was the only stadium in Major League Baseball that had no outfield seats, okay? Bleachers, whatever. Wrigley, they got bleachers and you pay 10 bucks and sit where you want. The K had none of that. And now you look out there at the K and you've got a carnival and a barbecue and you got all this stuff, right? you know? I call it stuff if, if you're part of a front office in a major sports team, you look out there and you see money. That, that stuff is out there to make money. It's revenue for the team. When you go to Chiefs training camp now, unlike Liberty and unlike River Falls, they have revenue makers. There are corporate tents out there. Mm -hmm. They have a p pavilion. They have people who can come serve you wine and cheese. They have a team store. They have some fun things for kids. They make training camp, the Chiefs and Missouri Western now do, they make training camp so fan-friendly. And in my opinion, they want to be nice to the fans. There's only three days of the 18 where they work out where they charge fans to park, $5. They'll never charge for admission. But they, this is also a moneymaker for them. Make make no mistake, this is a revenue stream for the team. Yeah. And And – much as you want to pay, that's how close you can get or how comfortable you can right. be watching practice. Lots of things on Family Fun Day, not just football, but you mentioned that they've got inflatables, the rock wall, face painting, balloon artists. It, it truly is a family opportunity. Before school starts and everybody yeah. gets back, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. There's a getaway. Lot, there's yeah. a lot of things to do. All right, so uh, Al, podcast number two in the books. We'll continue to keep folks posted as the season and certainly camp 
runs along. Uh, as we get into next week, it'll be a full week of practice. We'll, we'll know a little bit more about this team. You know, who knows? One of these days we'll talk about a preseason game. <laughs> there you but go. not yet. They've not still yet. got a lot of work to August do. August 9th, we're right? two weeks away. Houston, Texas. Two weeks away. All right. Al Wallace, sports director, spending some time in St. Joe. Thank you for spending some time with us as we're talking Chiefs. All righty. Thank you, Al and John. Look for more of their podcast right here on Signal Hill. And don't forget that Fox 4 is your new home for Thursday night football. So set the channel and rip off the knob. Go to fox4kc.com and click on the podcast tab to subscribe to Signal Hill. We are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And be sure to check out our website for new episodes. Thanks for listening to Signal Hill. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.